Welcome back to the Starting Five Podcast on SB Nation Gristy Bread Blues. I am the one, Mr. 500 Steel, P Shark with you guys. Um, if Sharky's leading the, 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 the boat or the ship for the Mr. 500, then I'm on the ship as well, too. 500 basketball is going around. So I'm at underscore Scalade on Twitter. What's good, everybody? This is everybody's favorite corner man, young Trevor, the chief of staff of Dylan Brooks Island. What's good, everybody? Okay, cool. Because I know I know who to talk to today. I know who to talk to today. Um, I don't have anything catchy. I'm not Mr. Five Hundred. I'm just Mr. Streakly. Um, but we need to streak in the right direction. It's really cheating. What's going on, y'all? This is a big man in a paint holding it down. You know, watching that jazz game, it was a war like watching Godzilla and King Kong. But that's neither here nor there. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> Are you talking about the real Godzilla King Kong? Or are you talking about Barney and Curious George? <laughs> I like <laughs> Barney and Curious George one. <laughs> that was, I'm saying Barney, by the way. <laughs> that was on there as well. All right. So, Grizzlies, once again, um, we are at 500. Um, like I said, we are recording. So, we did the predictions based on the next four games, but we are recording before the fourth game, which is the Philly game. And this episode will come out after the game. So we would just guard the game in our talks. But start the week one at Houston. Next game, lost at home versus the Jazz, which prayers up to them. Glad that uh, everyone's okay after this uh, flight scare that they had uh, hitting the flock of birds. And then uh, we return home Friday night and defeated Minnesota to go two and one, but back at 500 with the record of what is 23 and 23 or 24 and 24 23s i believe 23s cool 23 man jay's on my feet but you know what what are y'all thoughts about this week you know the grizzlies are going to play 500 basketball for quite some time i'm tired of trying to um be positive and say that they're going to get out they're going to like win these games against teams like Utah, teams like the Clippers, teams like the Nuggets. Like, games we know that they can win, they aren't winning them. And so that was part of my prediction that I had last week. Actually, I think I had them beating Utah. And it was just because I knew that the Grizzlies had it in them to win that game. And, of course, they didn't pull that game out, even with um, um, even with Donovan Mitchell being out. So I'm just kind of tired of, like, the, the, the 500 basketball um, honestly, I'm with Sharky. We just don't keep saying that every game is going to be or every three or four games is going to be the Grizzlies winning two or winning one or something like that. So it's 500 basketball for me. Yeah, while you guys look at a uh, glass half empty, I'm actually going to look at a glass half full in this situation. Um, as much as we would like to have gotten that Utah game um, without Donovan Mitchell, unfortunately, it just wasn't the case. Uh, kudos to the Grizzlies for at least getting the wins that they're supposed to get, uh, which was at Houston and uh, won just on Friday against Minnesota, especially with this tough stretch of schedule that's coming up. We'll get to that later. Uh, but it's 500 basketball, so, hey, I guess that's going to be that way for some time for Memphis. But at least they're winning the games they're supposed to win, per se. So, yeah, we'll talk, about, we'll talk about you and your boy Dylan Brooks blowing the Utah game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't no, don't hit the sour part yet, there, uh, Skyler. Um, but what I will say about the wins this week, um, I actually did want that Jazz victory. I need to see that 
Um, the reason why I need to see that is because I want I don't want us to lose three games to the same team within a matter of a week and a half, two weeks. Um, and so think about where we're at. Um, we'll likely end up in the ninth spot or tenth spot. Um, it's going to take us to beat a team twice um, to get into the playoffs as a play-in. And so I definitely want to see better performance from the Jazz. I I know we'll talk about it here in a moment. Um, but two and one beat the Rockets. Um, the Timberwolves team that's actually more hungry than what we thought, especially at the beginning of the season. Uh, they're starting to really play a lot better. Um, but we had to beat the Rockets. The Rockets are the worst team that I've seen after that trade deadline. Um, but again, two and one, we'll take that. I know we'll talk about our Grizz of the Week here in a moment. Uh, but kudos to us for getting those victories in. Um, as Trevor said, like, you have to win the games that are out there. There's not 82 games this season, it's 72. Um, and so we need every win possible. Um, that's why I need us to streak a little bit more um, than where we're at right now. Yeah, great points, uh, everybody. I really hit the hammer on the head with everything. Um, I think uh, I think I was right with this one, calling what, 2 and one uh, this week, you know, going against the Rockets team. Of course, uh, she, you say they'd have been the, the worst since the trade deadline. <laughs> They've been the worst all year, buddy. Come on now. <laughs> Come on yeah, now. Yeah, true. <laughs> Oh, oh, you said one and three. Oh, I said one and three. Yes, sir. I said oh, three and one. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. You said we're going to well, lose in Minnesota. <laughs> fact okay. checking. Okay, okay, okay. I was like, hold on. Okay, okay, okay. Bring out the well, tape, yeah, sir. Somebody yeah, did put 30 on us. So, I mean, we did expect that. But uh, shout out to Grizz for getting that win. Uh, energy and discipline at this point. Like, you, you lose to a jazz team. Uh, without their best player, right? Um, so, you know, energy, discipline, like, you you, you can't allow that, right? John Moran had 36, cool, but I think at this point, the, where we are now as a team versus, I guess, next year, because because I'm, I'm I'm sure this is the last time we played the Jazz uh, this year, unless we become that AC, um, is, that's like a comparison thing. Like, if we beat the Jazz next year, okay, we're getting better, because we shouldn't have lost to the Jazz three times. I mean, they have our number, they know what we can do, like even for Jada put up 36 for us, you know, um, we got a call out for saying Dylan Brooks blew that game. I can't wait to see that talk because Dylan Allen is still heavy and high amongst the whole, I mean, amongst the, the, the whole crew in, in GBB, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so like I said, 500 ball, y'all said it earlier this season. I think that's going to be the thing going on. So uh, hopefully I can get the, the, the records right next week. So I'm, not, I'm sure we'll talk about that in a minute. Cool. Cool. Well, the bright side is we have one five or eight, and those three losses were to the Utah Jazz. Another point to make about the Jazz team, uh, man, they very well. I mean, their lives were shooken on the uh playing ride, the first playing ride. So they kind of played with some energy, thinking, like, you know what, tomorrow really isn't promise. So they came out with a little more, you know, a little more tenacity. And of course, Mike Honey, he knows the great, he knows the fitness form pretty well. and down the stretch, you just couldn't stop him. I mean, it was crazy. But I'm going to hop on uh, where y'all get on Dylan Brooks for that Pacific game. I get on Josh's inconsistency. Um, I'm getting tired of these first halves in some games where he just decides just to chill. Um, it's kind of getting a little, like, it's getting a little bothersome. But, you know, it is what it is. He's still a young player. Uh, he's got to learn that we need him to come out in the first half. Some games you just need to come out and say, hey, it's my game. I'm taking over. And instead of just chilling and keeping the team, although we end up going out of Minnesota, they were close a little too long. We got too many back-to-back games. We need to go and blow these teams out so you can go and get some rest. But 
Neither Baby, let me tell you on that one, Shaka, real quick. Could it yeah. be have been a, a game plan situation? Like the Jazz are playing without their best players, so let's see what they got. Like let, let, let's see who, who's gonna be the hot man this week. Because Ja did come out in the third quarter and put up like 13, 17, something like that. So you yeah. think maybe it was like a game plan situation with, with Jenkins? It may be, but it's consistent. It's like almost a consistent game basis where the first half he kind of just and it's not just a jazz game, even like I'm saying the Minnesota game, he just you can't have him score 36 points against the Jazz, but then if you look at the Houston Minnesota game, he not I don't know how many he had here in the teams. Like, you know, it's just one of the things if you are if you are best player, superstar player, I need you to yeah. just come your, your, your average needs to be right around 20 a night as a superstar player. That's just my opinion. As a superstar player, you, you your average needs to be north of 20 each night. So, and as to Sharky's point, you have to come out from opening tip and saying, this is my game. There's no way Memphis is losing this game. And you have to be the one that has to set that tone um, right from out the gate. So that's just me. Let's let's, let's play devil's advocate, right? So he didn't show up in the first half. But look what he did in the second half. If it wasn't, yeah, that, that's kind of like my point. That's kind of like, yeah. So, point. I mean, I, I, I get it, but I mean, to me, I'm one of those people that better late than never. So, I'm going to go with John Morant being like a huge reason as to why, like, you know, Memphis got back in the game because they were the Utah came out in the game and they were guns blazing from three. So, you, so Memphis got down pretty early. But if it wasn't for John Morant and John Morant getting to the line quite frequently, because it seemed like the last four or five minutes. He was at the free throw line just getting like he was making free throws left and right. But then you had Dylan Brooks who like legit like blew two layups. Um and then in both in both they both ended up with Utah making a three, which were extremely critical in that game. So that's why I'm like, I don't know. We we can, I mean, I get we want John Brandt to come out strong in the in the first half and be more consistent with it. Yeah, I get that. But come on, Dylan Brooks, bro. Blowing two layups like that, like within like the, the last two minutes of the game, like the Grizzlies at then at that point gave up two huge threes. It cost them the game. So yeah. it was. Just, I'm just yeah. like, oh no. Hey, deal. Yeah. We got it. Oh, you go, Sheedy. Yeah, what, what I was gonna say is like for John Morant, we kind of almost it's like the Dylan Brooks, not Dylan Brooks treatment. Damian Lillard. At times, Damian Lillard will impact the game with his scoring, and sometimes it's just his playmaking ability. And that's, I think, what Trevor may be trying to get to is just seeing that more consistently. I'm not saying he's putting the ball in the hoop every time, but is he assisting? Is he drawing the defense to let JV score an easy buck? And I hear you too, Skyler. Like, we definitely want to make sure he he did score later, right, in the game, which is fine. But, but is he impacting the game the entire time? Which I think he kind of is, actually. Um, and that's why I almost don't want Triple J to come back, um, to be honest. Uh, that's me. Um, because his growth, Jaws' growth this entire year has been tremendous. Um, and I think with him not being in the all-star game has also impacted how he's been playing um, over these last couple of weeks. Win or lose, we know we're going to play 500 ball. Um, you can't help the people that are around him. However, definitely would love to see him north of, I really say like 23 or 24 a night um, with about six or seven assists uh, would be great. Yeah, my thing is just consistent. It, like I said, our motto, let's be real, consistency is key. You don't have to make a comeback if you come out strong in the first in the beginning of the game. Uh, I keep referencing that Houston game last year where he came out and said these MFs can't guard me. Like if you come out like they're, they're aggression, I understand it's not gonna happen every single night because got back to backs, got three and four nights. He although he's twenty, he gets tired too. 
I mean, that's the honest truth. So it's just more a little more consistency in that area. But like we all said, he's what 20, 21. He's gonna get there. But I think a lot of us this 500 ball it stems from that, but it also stems from the youth for the team. And not to give them the books a pass, but I'm not gonna say that we lost the game off of one player. But those were key moments in the game. But you could also say the beginning of the game when Ja was chilling. Oh, you one of those. Yeah. Every, every point of game matters. Every game, every point of game. Look, Rachel Nichols said it best. It's a make a miss league, brother. He missed layups. The Jazz hit two threes. Make a miss league. There we go. <laughs> make a miss. Make a miss. But I really have no defense because those are inexcusable. But I watched those plays as it happened, and I'm like. Dylan, slow down. Because I, I saw his momentum, and I'm like, yo, Dylan, slow down. If that's all he does, he makes both layers. Stuff he's well, been hey, doing since he was like five, I'm sure. Hey, that's that's why he's the spark plug. That's why he's the spark plug. Sometimes he's going to make the, those, those plays work. Sometimes they don't. That's just how it is. But Yeah, but not I saw that, I'm like, I'm like, Dylan, I like Dylan, just slow down, get fouled. <laughs> You shoot nearly 85% from the free throw line this season. Like, just slow down, get fouled, make the two free throws. But, Trev, is that you what, know, a 10 point swing with those two minutes layups, if I'm not mistaken? That's Dylan Brooks, though. That's Dylan Brooks for you. That's, that's Dylan Brooks, Brooks, though. That's why, that's why I call him the spark plug. So, he's going to make plays that's going to inspire the team. And sometimes he goes for it and, you know, you just, it doesn't pay out. So. You stay off hey, Trev. Hey, Trev. You, <laughs> Right. You know that that same spark is what can ignite a whole forest fire, right? I just want you to keep that in mind. Yeah, <laughs> smoke and dare say be a wet be uh wear a forest fire. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, and keep Dylan Books away from the forest. <laughs> run, forest, run. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I admit, I, I, I took I took a loss today. Took a loss with, with with that. So hey, in the words of the couple of Mike Epps and next Friday, players mess up. So it happens. That's, so the, you, that's really the only defense I have. I'm, I'm with y'all. It's inexcusable, but if I had so, some other defense, that's pretty much it. So are you selling a stock or two stocks, or are you going? No, you, 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 that's the purpose. That's the risk you take when you're getting in the stock market. You're gonna win some, you're gonna lose some. So hey, I'm, but you live. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So pretty much he, he got the wood to build a boat to go away, but he's just going to look at the wood right now. He's just staring at the wood. Oh, no, we got villas up already. It's just it's, we got to hold up. <laughs> just going to have to hold up a little bit. Like, I keep on with that. Hey, villas has been playing well. So, hey, keep on. That spark going to burn all the villas. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we move on to our player of the week, um, let me pull up the standings real quick because we are in the month of April. We got pretty much a month, a little over a month left in the season. So it's time to really start looking at the standings. Chris's are currently in ninth place. Shout out to the Gold State Warriors getting smacked by almost 60 to Toronto. What's up, too? Hey, man. Chill. <laughs> but we are ninth now in Gold State. Our 10th, uh, 23 to 26. So we are a game up. Dang, a full game and a half ahead of him. Ahead of them. God, dog. Um, Sacramento is now a 11th. New Orleans is at 12. OKC is at 13, which I I don't think OKC is a real threat. Um, but so we are what three games ahead of New Orleans. Um, 
have a, a quick um, ask. Could you see who's who's seven? I want to know who's seven. Dallas. I think it's, uh, Dallas. Yeah. How, that, how many Texas games teams. is Memphis back up there? We're like five games or something. Four games. Oh, they're five games behind. Three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. Sheesh. Okay. Yeah, that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't try to show. It. Yeah. No, I was just and what I was wanted to say was going to be based off who seven who seven was. So I'm good. Yeah. So what are y'all thoughts? I guess when are y'all concerned about us falling out with this tough schedule coming up? Are y'all concerned about us falling out of ten to eleven? Where well, we at nine now? Are y'all concerned about us falling down to eleven? Can I go first? Thank you. Yep. Hell no, I'm not going to. What's I'm not concerned. whatsoever. I think at this point in the season, Golden State's phone is calling it in. They they basically got the call of the season. Golden State is about to wrap it up. And, and, and let's talk about New Orleans and how trash they are. Now, Memphis can't beat them to save their life. But New Orleans is – I mean, Zion Williamson is doing great. He's having, he's putting up really good numbers. But the team is trash. And so I'm not worrying about the Pelicans catching Memphis. No, whatsoever. So mm. I, I, I believe Memphis will be mm. either the eighth seed or the ninth seed going into the playoffs. I'm not worried about a single team that's beneath Memphis right now. Two. I am, and I hate to say I, I hate to say this, but I'm putting my my pure basketball hat on. If you look at the move, I know I know some people are gonna overlook it, and I get it, and it could be a, a height joke per se. But I tell Isaiah Thomas joining the Pelicans, somebody that can. It looks like the Pelicans are going all in as far as offense goes, right? And I think when you look at fighting against those, you know, Golden State teams who so we just seen losing against losing against shockingly whatever, but trust me, it's gonna work. The Kings, okay, coaching, whatever. The Grizz and the Pelicans are going to be right there, and the Pelicans are like a score away from going all in on offense and fight for that AC. We see how the NBA treats Zion. We see him doing his thing. So, I mean, it's a chance. It's a chance. The, the problem. So, so before I pass it to y'all, let me let me let me school. Let me let, let me help too real quick. So you're you're basing that the Pelicans is going to keep up with Memphis and stay with Memphis because of, because of who? Isaiah Thomas, somebody that can so, put up so, so somebody who somebody that can the, come in and put up so Isaiah Thomas that we knew of a couple of years ago. Cool. He, he could score, right? Too he could score, but who was he defending? Exactly. I, I didn't say defense. You're, you're going and, all and, but in see, all but you're give, but you're giving him a lot of credit here. You're giving him I'm a lot of credit, so you have to think he's going to make some great. You got to understand what, what the what what the what what the Pelicans are going to literally. All in our office. They're one of the worst teams already defensively, so it's not a, a defensive move. But it's a spark. As, as Trevor said, it's a spark plug for somebody that can come in and put up what eighteen points a game, which is something that the Pelicans <laughs> can use, especially off the bench. It's a definite. He won't sniff eighteen points a game too. Right? Pe- I, but it is. A, it is. It's a ten day. It's a ten Who day. Who minutes is he taking? Lonzo? Is he For taking now. Lonzo's minutes? Huh? Whose minutes is he taking Lonzo's? Because uh Coach Miller. Yeah, like <laughs> okay, too. I cannot wait to revisit this. I'm so sorry. I, I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm here's, sorry. Here's hey man, I'm thing. all for the short of people, bro. I'm here's my people. thing with the Pelicans. Oh, and it's here's my thing with the Pelicans, and it's still tar- starting the show. Their issue, like, still lies. Um, they're gonna have to choose between either Zion Williams and Brandon Ingram. Because that's that right there, those two just they do not mesh together. Like if you're gonna build around Zion and go to Giannis route and just have Zion just get the ball and go, you need to surround him with shooters with things of that nature. If you're gonna build around Brandon Ingram, 
you need to do basically the same thing with Brandon Ingram, and then you have to basically relegate Zion as a shooter or spot up in the corner because then B.I. is going to need space to operate. Them signing Isaiah Thomas, like I said, it was, it was only a 10-day uh, contract, so it's not even a guarantee that he's going to be on the team next they week. They don't even believe he's going to be on the team, which is why they gave him a 10-day contract. Are we, so, really talking, are we really talking about a team that let the Kings just pass them in the standards? No, we're talking about two. No, 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 no. We're talking about a team we still can't beat. How about that? Yeah, we can't beat them, but yeah, that's true. But they gotta catch us. Yeah, I, I'm not. Like All I said, right. I'm not. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm not worried about anybody right. below us. I, I think Memphis is destined right, for this nine spot at this point. I, I really do. I really do think so. So I, I, I'm definitely not worried about the Pelicans. Um, I'll be honest. Um, I hear what you're saying, though, Tuke, about the scoring. Who who knows what IT can bring. He's definitely not bringing the Brinks truck. I can tell you that. But he might get a fast cash out from the ATM for $20 every now and then. Um, now, in regards to the teams, like, to me, Memphis has to be an AFC. Um, just because I haven't seen them beat a team twice. Like, are, are, are we good enough to beat San Antonio two games in a row? Are we good enough to beat Dallas? Two games in a row, right? Yeah, we beat San Antonio twice in a row. Uh, this is a different San Antonio team, even though they're they're not really they are, Mark they Aldridge. Yeah, they are building. Um, this is a different team, so I would like I would like us to be an AFC, but I am very much concerned with the team below us, which is not the Warriors, but the Kings. Um, and just because I know their coaching is terrible, don't get me wrong. Luke Walton can't coach my high school team. Yeah, <laughs> but. <laughs> However, um, De'Aaron Fox, again, one of the highest paid players in the league, and he's going to score something. They did a great trade. So who knows what the Kings can actually bring towards the end of the season. I think we actually end with them as well um, with the two or three games because our games got suspended because of COVID. So I'm very interested to see how we end up. But I definitely need us as an eighth seed, ninth seed at worst. Um, but I definitely don't want it in the 10th spot because, um, again, I'm scared of what the Kings can actually do. And, of course, the Spurs, I think they'll stay or go up to the 7th seed. I can't believe we've given this much time to the Kings and the Pelicans. I, this baffles me. I'm okay. shocked with y'all today. That's, so who, who do you have a 9th and 10th then? What are your, if you I'm not worried about 9th and 10th. The, the, the question not? was, are you worried about anybody behind Memphis? And my answer was, hell no. I'm not worried about the Kings or the Pelicans. And I can't believe that y'all are giving the Pelicans and the Kings this much TV or this much airtime. I can't believe that y'all are doing that. Well, I'm appalled. Let's move forward. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you That segment shouldn't have been that long. <laughs> we're at the standings uh, every, for this podcast every week as well going forward. So we might be spending extra time talking about those things. Who's <laughs> things going forward? Nope. I mandate that. Come on, man. Come on. It's good time. Yeah, content. Yeah, you, that yeah, you, book that. Book that in the name, in the words of Skyland. Book that. Hey, it's, it's what we're here for, man. Come on. It's what we're here for. All right. Real quick, choose your player of the week for the Grizzlies. Uh, I think it was my uh, Grizz of the week last week. So, John Morant. It's John Morant. I think John Morant is. Um, really starting to come in his own. I think he's really starting to, my opinion, he's starting to take more of the of the leadership, more of the responsibility. I know he he's inconsistent with how aggressive he could be at times, but I think over the past really 
four or five weeks, you've seen a much mature John Morant. You've seen a really more uh, an aggressive John Morant too, and he's getting calls. Um, he's part of the reason why the Grizzlies are in a lot of these games, in my personal opinion. So um, I'm going with John Morant. Yeah. Had he made had he made those two layups and had we beat Utah, uh, Dylan Brooks would have probably been my uh, Grizz of the week again. But unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, so I'm actually going to go with the guy that's been consistent all week and pretty much all season. That's not JV. And I'm actually going with Kyle Anderson as my <clears throat> Grizz of the week. Not much that's showing up on the stat sheet. Um, I think with the exception of maybe the Utah game, I think he had 16 and 11. He had another game. I think the game against Minnesota, he finished with 18. Um, but yeah, like I said, it would have been Dylan Brooks if we had found a way that we beat Utah. But I'm going. I'm going the consistent route. That's not JV because I know my my alien brother is probably going to go with JV for his 30 and 15. But uh, yeah, my star of the week would be uh, Kyle Harris. Right, right. JV still doing his thing, putting up numbers in the paint. Salute to him. But actually, my alien brother, I'm not going to go that route. Um, a trend that I actually oh. like seeing is uh, the bench. Like we have, to me, the, the deepest bench in the game. And that bench going forward, I think, will look a lot better with the Anthony Melton being involved in the offense. Um, if you look at the two games that we won this past week, they were uh, – Anthony Melton had shot 10, uh, 10 times or more. Um, Rockets put up 20, uh, 23 points, and uh, Timberwolves, he put up, what, 14? So I like what I see when, when DeAnthony is – aggressive and i think going forward it'll be a good look so i think if i had to put a start a week because he helped as you say spark plug the bench i'm gonna roll with melton on this one not much in the utah game but the two wins definitely can you can see yeah two wins i mean that's what matters right the wins <laughs> yeah so um and so grizzly week for me i'm sorry i was in now with connection issues but um to me it was jv um, i know you guys have picked him in the past um my reason is not just consistency but at times, like Carl Anthony Towns had an awesome game, um, to be honest, stat-wise. Not saying like he dominated the game, but to have over 30 points and over 12 rebounds, um, or over 15 rebounds, I should say, sometimes the other big can kind of like go away, right, and not make any type of presence or anything like that. And so for me, it was him, and he was just consistent all week, um, still grabbing his double-double, so to speak, uh, for himself. Um, so give me JV for Grizz of the Week for this week. Sorry, it's not my usual unorthodox. Well, Sheedy, like me and you, decided to pick JV when Tuke doesn't pick him. So that's what's up. <laughs> hey, that's what's up, man. I mean, I, I appreciate y'all for recognizing JV's greatness. Hey, I, I recognize our time. And this week, I just had to go and give it to him. Tuke, can you name me the last time he hasn't had a double-double? Because I can't. Uh, give me an next part. I'll look it up. That's some research because he's he doing his thing. Right, I, he's had a double double since '99, as far as I know. So, <laughs> shout out to JV. Also, shout out to Dmail. Um, I am of the opinion GBB. The rest of GBB fan wants him to start. I'm of the opinion like you took. Um, I like him off the bench. I with that bench unit, he keeps him rolling. I mean, all players don't have to start. That's just my two cents in it. I mean, it'd be cool if he started, but I mean, like. The way they, the way a lot of people on Twitter are acting about like him need to be starting. How do y'all feel on that? Are y'all on the start Milton train? Or are y'all fine with him being the bench spark? I'm so I'm gonna coming off the bench. Same here. I have no issues yeah. with him coming off the bench. Coming off the bench, man. Spark plug. Yeah, successful teams need something off the bench. 
in the story. And I think he's also undersized. If he's going to start, that I think that's a lot for him defensively. I mean, I think he, for, for the most part, he he slides his feet and he moves his hands pretty well. But with the the six 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 seven like shooting guards now these days, like I don't know if like he, if he ever presents a good matchup for you defensively. So that's why he needs to move the bench. Defensively, I think one thing I noticed is that he's also guarding the main ball handler too. And I think mm-hmm. as far as like a six man role or like a, a bench role, like bench point guards, whatever. Uh, guarding them and stopping that second unit. There we go. That stopping that second unit is very key, and, and Melton does a good job of that. Yep. So, Took got a little game for us to play. Shout out to Tony Allen and Chris Brandon show. I do, I do, I do. And if we can find a clip, it'll be dope if we can put it in right here. But um, yeah, so Tony Allen pretty much on the Chris Brandon show said that there should be a, or he was approached with the idea of joining the big three. And they went on and talked about how, you know, what would a grid and grind big three look like, right? So I said, hey, I, you know, I put in a message, say, hey, if y'all can, you know, make a team, it'll be pretty dope. So, I mean, I, I guess I can go first because um, I actually have a team. Um, the three that he said actually on the show, uh, which is T.A., Zebo and O.J., um, even though, like, O.J. was on my most hated, you know, for a reason, he's overseas. I think if he can find a way to come into the big three and have some fun playing basketball here again, uh, the fans will love him. Like I said, he's probably like on my biggest mixtape high school uh, so far, like number one as far as that goes. So seeing OJ in a big three would be, you know, pretty, pretty cool for me. But on the bench, um, Mario Chalmers, who's already a part of the big three, three would be pretty good with that team as far as uh, shooting goes. Ron Artest. Uh, so I have two players who aren't in the league, but I think would be in, dope in the league. Uh, Ron Artest would be the first one. His energy, the fun that he would bring into the league would be pretty dope. And as of today, um, I'm not sure how it's going to look, but Paul Pierce, if you can find a way to get Paul Pierce into the big three, uh, that'll be pretty good, dope because I'm not sure if y'all seen the stripper video. I'm not sure if ESPN would be allowing such actions as, as far as that goes, as contract goes. I don't know how that'll go. But honestly, truth be told, Paul Pierce should have been fired when he says something about D, him having a better career than D-Way. So if you can find – if Ice Cube, if you can find a way to get Paul Pierce into the big three, I think it will be pretty fun with this team. So uh, that's my team. If y'all have any teams, uh, definitely, definitely go for it. Um, I only had three. I only came up with three names, but and I kind of cheated a little bit, so don't be too mad at me. But um, what I wanted to see, like in the form of a big three, but one of these players is still playing now, actually. Yeah, one of the players is still playing now, but I would like to see what a big three of like Mike Conley, uh, Tony Allen, and Z-Ball would look like. Just because I think Ooh. you can um, – I would like to see like just – that team is going to lock down defensively, but can also, I think, with Zebo um, in that time and then along with Mike Conley, they both get you some easy points at the basket, which is essentially what you need in the big three. Um, so I kind of like that tandem. I know I'm sorry I kind of cheated a little bit, but that's the one I kept thinking about. Yeah, I have the same three, but except for Mike Conley, I actually had O.J. Mayo, as uh, Toot just uh, mentioned, um, just for the simple fact that Mike Conley is still playing, but for the big three, you need somebody to download that can bang, which nobody bangs as much as Zebo does. You need somebody that's going to lock down defensively. Collectively, they can do that. And then, of course, TA, we already know he's a crime father, so that's definite. And then, of course, you need somebody that can not only shoot, but can create his own shot if need be. Somebody that can go get you a bucket. And OJ Mayo's that guy. 
even now in China, he's still doing his thing. So, yeah, that would be my three. OJ, T.A., and Zebo. Yeah, if I, I – so I know, like, the team could be a little bit bigger than just three, right? Um, I think we talked about this. It's, uh, six. Right, six. So I like where your three are at so far, too. Um, if I could add on to those three, um, give me uh, Pau Gasol. Um, I think this will help him and benefit him. A great pick-and-roll defender, not only that, but also a great pick-and-roll scorer. Um, and then as we're talking about pick and roll, give me Mike Bibby and Mike Miller, um, two other Grizzlies that have been retired. Um, and I think it would be very suitable for this type of basketball. You don't need Mike Bibby to be all fast and elusive, but towards the end of his career, he was a better um, shooter um, than anything um, and distributor. So again, Mike Bibby, Mike Miller, Powell, and then the rest of the three that you had as well. I like that. I like that. I think with Pau Gasol, that'll also help the big three as far as like bringing a different, uh, diverse perspective, right? I mean, everybody loves basketball in Spain for sure. And Pau Gasol to me is like <laughs> the, the Yao Ming of, of, of Spain, right? The OG, like that's the guy when you talk, think of uh, Spain, Spain or basketball. Uh, that, I think that'll be pretty dope. As far as like the two mics go, I think both, I think Mike Bibby's coaching, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. And we know Mike Miller's coaching and enjoying his time with his family. Otherwise, Mike Miller definitely would have been been on my list. But I love, completely love your list. Yep. Cool, cool list. Uh, Mass. I kind of do mind though, based on availability. I really, I, OJ will be on it, but I, I, I doubt he's leaving China to come play in the Big Three. I just don't see that. So, for that reason, of course, T.I. and Zebo. Um, I'm gonna go, Pal. But Pal be coming out the bench. I don't think I want him and Zebo together out on the court. At any point, yeah, we have to sub for each other. So off the bench, I'm just gonna choose one person. Although he's a strength coach, I think he's a coach with New Orleans right now, being a Udrif. But I think he could get some time. Okay, that's a good one. Give me the mid range shots. (laughs) Hey, hey, your slogan consistency is key, man. They don't have the midi. Mm -hmm. He had the midi. Yeah, they don't lock. But as we do. Norm, oh yeah, good, uh, good list. Anybody got anything else? That was great. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. No, yeah. I would just like to apologize to our listeners that um, that two can cheat. gave the Pelicans and the Kings that much time um, on this podcast. So um, for those, if you was your first time, um, I apologize. Come back next week. Um, I would have talked to them about doing such things. So I apologize to our listeners. I've, I'm done after that, Sharky. You can close us out. <laughs> We still got to predict for next week. You think we're going first? What's your prediction for these next games against Miami, at Atlanta, and New New York, and against Indiana? Uh, I think that we I think we should make a commandment. The first commandment on the starting five should be. Thou should not ask questions you already know the answer to. So, Sharky, you already kind of know what Masters is going to be. That looks like four games. The Grizzlies are going to win two. The <laughs> they're going to win two. They're going to lose two. We already know what's about to happen. So, two and two. What if it was oh, done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You give me the two odd. What if it's an odd number? Yeah. What's what's the two wins? We'll talk about that when it happens. But right now, it's just two and two. <laughs> <laughs> you win it, man. <laughs> Take a page out of my book. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let me see. 
I would actually, I'm going to go three and one. Um, and I think we get a nice little streak going. Uh, I think we lose to Miami at Miami. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I think we sweep the rest of the way. <laughs> okay. I, I really, I, those are three very, very winnable games right now. I think Indiana is probably the only one that's kind of a toss up, but Atlanta has been playing well, but that's a game you can definitely get. New York is playing well, but that's also a game that you could possibly get as well. So I'll go three and one. I'll be that guy. Shark it, they'll learn. It's my turn they'll to learn. Okay. It's my turn. Um, first of all, uh, Shark, the same way you kept receipts about uh, what Tuke said, please make sure we keep the receipts about Sky Lito um, and, and what's going to happen next week. We want to just follow the things in the Western Conference. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to flip that pancake that you got, Trevor. Uh, three and one. I'm going to go one and three. Um, and I'll be honest, I think the only winnable game that they have is going to be against the Pacers. Um, I'm hoping for a win against, uh, the, well, I know we're going, this coming out before then, but I had us beating the 76ers. I still hope that happens. Um, but I, at Miami, at Atlanta, I know home games don't really matter as much. Um, but, um, Miami's streaking really well and Atlanta uh, is playing some great basketball too. Um, and then the Knicks, um, I, I just don't see it. Um, I think we can get the win against the Pacers back when we come home. So I'm saying 0-3 while we're away um, and then winning that one against the Pacers on Sunday. So give me 1-3 and three, um, for us upcoming, and then we'll see where we stand against the Kings. I'm not worried about the Pelicans, though. Hmm. You're shaking your head, you know. I want to go two and two so bad, but a, a part of me is also leaning. I feel like we can get three and one, but I don't want to. I don't want to seem like I'm doing the most, especially after really saying the most. So I'm gonna just stick it safe. Um, I think we'll lose the Heat game. Um, that Atlanta game is really looking like a toss up because they are kind of rolling. Um, but I'm, I'm gonna go win. On, I'm gonna go win on that one. Uh, the Knicks. Uh, ah. Coach Savage. I know, Coach Savage. You're making this way harder on yourself than it is. But it's like, I kind of want to be right on something, you know. Um, Give me, give me three and one, man. Give me three and one. I think, I think we can win against the Knicks and the the Pacers. Give me three and one. Give me three and one. That's what's up. Y'all know my answer. But this time, I actually get. I actually get. I actually pick out the teams this week. Last two weeks, I just said two and two. Yeah, bro, you've been cheating, man. You've been cheating. Oh, let's say something this week. Give me a win, and we can't lose to Atlanta twice this year, man. No, give me that win, and give me Indiana. Let's go. <laughs> Why are you looking like this, Sheedy, Mister One and Three? I man, I, I because I I just watched this Atlanta team, man, and I I don't see us yet being Atlanta. Um, that's just me. And, and, and it's back to back nights as well. So yeah. we are at Miami and then we go to Atlanta. Um, and I don't know who Atlanta is playing before us, but I, again, give me one and three. I, I'm Mr. One and three, and that's fine. I'm Mr. 500. Um, and that's okay. Well, what they probably got to be in the Pacers. Yeah, I got to be in the Pacers. I think we can. Yeah, that's, that's the one win here. Mm-hmm. What they probably should do is schedule with a loss against Miami and rest some people. Since that's what they want to do, and go all in and be on them by that logic. I like that. That's a good logic, though. I guess it's possible. <laughs> Next guy. <guy. laughs> 
All right, it's got to seem like he fed up. So, River, <laughs> follow us at Started Five at number five, M-E-M. Uh, follow Grizzly Bear Blues at SBN Grizzlies and listen to the other podcasts on Network. 3 and D come out Tuesdays, Core Four on Wednesdays, and GBB Live on Thursdays. Remember, we all starting five. We lead off on Mondays. Follow me at the one underscore P Shark. I'm at underscore Scott Lee on Twitter. I'm sorry to the fans. <laughs> I'm at the Art of Trevor. First letter of each word is capitalized, except of because it's a preposition. And uh, trust me, we're gonna get Dylan Brooks in here making layups. So, what's good? Um, yeah, praying for that one. It's really shitty. Hey man. Um, um and I'm just going. Leave it at that and pass it down to my big man down low. Yes, I appreciate it. And it's Ed Tab Shakir. Uh, I promise y'all, uh, new time listeners, we are not this bad. I promise y'all this. Uh, just had a long night. It is what it is. But yeah, we're not this bad. I promise. All right. Till next time. Go Grizz. Go Grizz.